The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many people look at others and feel the grass is always greener, that things are hopeless and will never change. These are the kinds of feelings that rob you of your self-esteem, that leave you in emotional turmoil, whether it's feeling stuck in relationships, career, parenting, or finances. Awareness of that void is the first step in your journey to heal your shit. Tune in now as your host, Marnie, takes your hand and helps you begin the shift toward healing body, mind, and spirit. Here is your host, Marnie. Good morning. Hi, I can't believe I'm live. This is Marnie and welcome to Heal Your Shit. And I have with me my new friend, Amy Bredo, who is another host on Raising the Bar. Hi, Amy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing this morning? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you and I'm really excited to talk about self-care and just, you know, self-care, balance, self-love and how we can all feel better every single day um, and, and what that struggle is, what it, what it is that we look like. And I know today I'm already struggling. I don't know about you. I th- you said you were up for a while. Yeah. You know what? I'm an early riser. I, I, part of my, ironically, or that we're talking about this part of my deal with myself is like, I get up early. So I have my quiet time. I get to the gym, um, makes me pass out probably by like eight thirty at night. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I usually get up a little after four every day. So, um, I get a lot done before noon. I can tell you that. And is that, that's part of your self care, that quiet time for the gym? Yeah. You know, I just, I like to, um, get up early, get a meal in me, you know, probably about 45 minutes before I get to the gym. And I just want to do it in peace. I have um, a bunch of teenagers and early 20 somethings in my house with the kids. So my time is my time. And are, have there ever been days? I know for me, I've had days where I don't get to do my self time, my self care at the moments I need to, or sometimes it gets blown. Um, I don't know what that's like. Have you ever had that? And what's that like for you? Because I know for me, it absolutely sucks and changes my whole day. I think uh, the whole idea of actually taking care and loving myself has is, I mean, pretty recent in the last like six, seven, eight years. I, mm-hmm. I guess that's not that recent, but um, it's hard for me to not get cranky if I know that I'm not going to get to... Uh, taking care of myself or getting to the gym or just having that quiet time. And you know what? Life happens. So I have to really make that conscious decision. Like, am I going to let this destroy my mood or am I going to just roll with it and look forward to when I do get to it? But I really try to make a conscious effort to get some time to kind of regroup, uh, focus, you know, to just take care of myself. Otherwise the world kind of just 
it spins out of control whether we do that or not, but it's, it's a lot um, more manageable, I think, when we take that time to uh, center ourselves. Oh, definitely. My husband, Mark, says that I'm not fit for human consumption if I don't get a chance to meditate, even for two minutes during the day. Because um, that, for me, that's my biggest self-care. Mm-hmm. And oh, if I don't get to do it, like I already did it this morning. But And let me tell you, had I not, <laughs> um, my computer stopped working about half an hour ago. It just went black. And I don't know if people know, but we we do this show through Skype. Kind of need my computer. So I was scrambling, grabbed my son's computer, um, and was just going, okay, I got to get Skype in. What am I going to do? And and had I not meditated, it would have been a whole different story of what that would look like. I don't know. I've had that happen in mid, mid-show mid and had to switch oh, to phones God. before. You know, you just roll with it. It's, yeah. It's life. It's, it's not that big of a deal. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. But had I not done the self-care, I, it would have been really like not okay like I really would have had a a big struggle um and that for me I know makes a big difference does that make a big difference for you as far as yeah I like the bumps is really that's what we're talking about is the bumps I think it's a lot of uh your life's perspective I think that there's a lot of uh and some people may get mad at me and I don't really care and not in a bad way but it's like this whole like self-improvement self-care stuff I think there's a lot of um, I put a lot of stock into it as far as what I know taking care of myself and taking care of things like does for me as far as balance and everything but I think Mm -hmm. that I'm not sure how many I've I've been um, doing a lot of soul searching and digging and within myself and, and reading a lot of books and doing some different kind of coaching programs to educate myself and, and learn how to better deal. But like I said, I think it's just perspective. I think it's personality. I think it's um, something I've really been working on and sometimes I really fail is is responding versus reacting. And yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. I don't always succeed in in that area, and I you know, and I can step back and look like, ooh, maybe I should have waited to uh, respond or react to that. Maybe I should have held my tongue for a few moments, you know, or um, controlled my emotion. And I, and I, I mean, crap, I'm 43 years old, and I, I think this is going to be a lifetime of effort and <laughs> <in laughs> containing my emotion and 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 some things like that. But. Um, I think a lot of it is really, I, I would say that the real key to self-care, and I'm not even sure how I feel about that, like terminology or whatever, it's, it's really comes down to gratitude. And um, the reason I say that is because if you don't have a grateful spirit or a thankful mm-hmm. spirit or a viewpoint of, of things you can be thankful for, then you know, you're going to pretty much just be stuck in a realm of depression. And, and it isn't that I haven't struggled with depression or shame or self-doubt uh, or even self-loathing at, at certain points in my life. But I realize that if I can focus on all the things that I'm grateful for, when shit hits the fan and push comes to shove, you know, I can just... Um, shake it off pretty well. Do I have days where I absolutely lose my mind and I, and I don't handle it? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I'm sure, (laughs) and I'm sure there's a lot more of that to come, but, um, I think in the grand scheme of, of taking care of yourself, it all starts with gratitude. It it really does. I think that's a great point. And, and let's take just a step back for a second and, and talk a little bit about, um, you know, what, what really is self care? And I know for me, it's, caring for yourself. Um, but, but beyond that, 
it's, it's a, it's a part of self love. It, it's just being able to, I can't be the best me if I don't take care of me. And it, and it always reminds me of, um, you know, like on the air, when you travel on the airplane and they'll say, you know, if you have a child with you or, or somebody next to you and those little bags come down with oxygen to breathe, always take care of you first and then the person next to you. And they always talk about that. And I always remember that of you've got to take care of you to be the best you you can be to then be able to help others. If, if that's the role that you're that you're playing is helping others. Um, and I know. So for me, like I I have a whole bunch of different things that I do, but I have to make sure I'm in balance. So that means getting enough sleep. Um, I feel different with what I put in my body. You know, if I eat crap, I tend to feel like crap. It lowers right. my vibration. Um, meditating for me, whether it's, you know, even if you just have two minutes on the toilet and, and that's all you got, just, you know, breathing exercises, something where I can just be quiet with myself, getting enough sleep, but also having fun. I mean, it's that balance too, of, of just having some time to laugh and, and the gratitude thing. I think that was a great point because, if you, if you get too much sucked into the, the turmoil or of what you think is turmoil you forget about like, why are, why are we here? You know, are we here to just be disgruntled or are we here to learn and grow and, and be? Yeah. You know, I think also, um, in, in terms of where that gratitude stems from is it's, it's a super personal journey for people. Like for me, it's God, for me, it's my faith. Um, you know, I think that's where it all stems from. And, and was it always in me? Absolutely. But it may not have always been in me to, um, for me to, to realize it at certain stages in my life, or I maybe wasn't open to it at certain stages in my life. I have, uh, you know, been up and down kind of on my faith journey, even throughout probably the last 10 years, but it's always a mainstay for me. And I always acknowledge that, you know, I think when we, when we sit back and we think about like, what's our purpose, what are we here for? Some of those questions are easily answered inside our heads and, and, um, sometimes they're not. And it's just, you're led by whatever that tugging is in your heart. And I have struggled, I guess, in terms of the self-care thing, because I have such a heart that I just want to pour out all the time or, or feed in to people and lift them up that yeah. I find that I do put myself on the back burner and it's a detriment, um, to all of my efforts more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it is important to, to take that time and, and, um, be grateful. I'm very, very careful in, in the people I coach or anybody that's listening today to encourage them to really not make their, this is going to sound weird. You know, yes, we need to take care of ourselves, but it's not yes. really about us at all. And, um, you know, I, I really feel like I was created to serve people and be really uncomfortable for most of my life. And, uh, it's not easy. I'm not trying to be like a martyr about it in in any kind of way, but, um, I really feel like the more I'm grateful, the more uncomfortable I can get and the more I can serve people. And in that, I feel very fed and fueled if, if that makes sense. I think it makes sense to me. Definitely mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell 
people a little bit about what you do because they know I work with clients and you work with clients. And mm-hmm. I, I want to share that so that we can talk a little bit about some of the things that we hear from our clients as well as to why they can't take care of themselves. You know, I wear a lot of different hats currently. I'm trying to shake off some responsibilities to, <laughs> so I can uh, pick up more. You know, I think with um, my own journey of, of just being in that feeling of that that stuck place and that I'm not good enough place uh you know a lot of that stems from some family things and some childhood things which I mean geez we all have our screwy stories but um I'm finding that you know if you can get over that hump and just make that decision you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish on your own strength or, or wherever you know whatever power you're you're drawing from um I think a lot of times you know especially with working with a lot of clients uh with diet and weight loss you know mm-hmm. the whole weight loss journey is is such a an emotional thing and I can I can speak to that because I've been overweight and I've I have felt um like I could never change my body, you know, and I haven't been a hundred pounds overweight, but I've had, it doesn't mean I didn't have the feelings just being 30 or 40 pounds overweight, you know? So, oh, definitely. you know, it, it's the same journey in many respects. I think people um, are protected by a lot of the weight that they carry. I, you know, I've been through family members with eating disorders. I've been through my own eating issues. I've been through my own emotional trauma, some that have has been inflicted upon me and some I have self-inflicted. I think we are great creators um, and self-sabotagers <laughs> of, of, you know, things like that. So absolutely, we need to absolutely. break those habits. But I will hear from my clients, especially in the beginning, like, I've tried, I've tried, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, well, if you're going to keep saying you can't, then we don't need to go any further. Um, right. I'm not, I'm kind of a, a, a tough coach, I think, in a way, like, I love my clients, and I take things very personally. And so that's kind of difficult, too. But at the same time, like, I am not going to sit there um and listen to like, I tried my best until this time. And then I ate a pizza. And guess what? I've done that. <laughs> you know, I've, I've done that. I, you know, being of being in the, you know, competition arena of, of hobby and stuff, like I have sabotaged myself. In fact, like if you Google me, <laughs> the world's worst picture pops up. And at first it like made me horrified. And now I just laugh. Like, guess what? If you get on stage and you cheat on your diet, your whole prep, like you have fat hips and that's what happens. And then that's the picture that Google keeps. So, um, yeah, it's totally, I don't even care. It's hysterical. So, you know, I don't want to hear excuses and I know that sounds mean. And I mean, my own coach would probably be like, oh, geez, Amy, I've heard him from you. So I just don't make excuses anymore. You're never going to change if you continue to um, use the crutch of excuses is, is well, kind of what like I tell people. It's like that same thing of, you know, if you keep doing the same thing over and over right. and expecting a different result, you know, they call that crazy. Yep. Um, I, you know, for me, the the one that I hear a lot and, and it even goes back to my own, I, I also come from the eating disorder place of bulimia. Um, it goes back to self-esteem mm-hmm. where it was, um, I mean, even as a new mom, even getting away from the eating disorder arena, I, w- I felt selfish 
taking care, you know, taking that time away from my little newborn, uh, you know, to, to do, to go to yoga without him when he was mm-hmm. an infant and things like that. Like, cause, Oh my gosh, I really wanted this baby. And how could I not want to spend every waking moment with him and be there for every, you know, this is where I was in that place at that time. And I hear that from other, from my clients as well. I'll hear things like, well, you know, but I've got to be there for this and for this and for this. And, and there's just not enough hours in the day. And that's really, really common. And it's a common excuse. It's something that when I get really into it and I get deeper with my clients, what I find is, and and they find as well, it really comes down to self-esteem and and caring for your body and caring for yourself enough to be able to, you know, you want to be that person who gives and gives and gives, but if you're falling down tired and you're cranky all the time, what kind of a giver are you? Uh, you know, how, how, what are you in gratitude about? Well, then it just, it just, uh, is a boiling pot for resentment. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Which, yeah. Which I think a lot of pl- people get to, especially with, um, just the way life is in our, in our country, everything is so fast and so like chop, 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 hurry, hurry, hurry. Everything's competitive. I mean, the things that stress out our children today, institutionalized people in the 1950s, you know, um, I have kids that are range between 16 and 21 and I can't even count the amount of friends that they've got that are on meds. I mean, um, my own kids have, I mean, we all have stuff, but absolutely. Yeah. The whole self care thing is so important, even for, especially for the millennials, they're really in for some crazy. And, and going with that, we're going to go to break in just a second. So we really want to hear from you today. So call us with your questions, comments. The number is one 866 472 5791 And it's Marnie and Amy Bredo. And we're going to be back in just a minute to hear your questions and, and talk some more. Stay with Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. 
Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back. It's Marnie, and I'm here with my new friend, Amy Bredo. Woohoo! <laughs> and we were, we've just been talking a little bit about self-care. As we were in break, I started to tell Amy about... Um, you know, self-care in this last year and a half for me has been something that I've really struggled with. Our life changed a lot in the last year and a half. Um, my son had a traumatic event occur that caused PTSD. And um, my husband took a new job and has been traveling a lot. So I've been the one at home um, really being the one to, to manage things and getting the calls from the school to come pick him up when he's having an issue and kind of having my life I don't know, jingled and jangled in a lot of ways that I couldn't see coming and um, couldn't hire a babysitter until um, recently uh, because of he goes into a fight or flight mode. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with PTSD that are listening. And as an eight-year-old child, I mean, this happened when he was six turning seven, um, it's hard to trust somebody and, and, you know, and then to be getting calls during the day from school, which would be when I would go to a yoga class or, or, or do something, it was really hard to exercise. Um, I would get on my bike and I'd get a phone call and I'd have to put my bike back, back in the garage and run to the school and go get him. Um, eating, you know, that was the same thing. All my eating went to crap. Um, just some days I didn't eat at all. Some days I was just grabbing here, there, whatever, just because we were in such a heightened state. And I'm now in a position in the last few months that I'm back into really getting back into balance of that part of self-care for me. And it makes a big difference because when you're in a heightened state of drama and trauma, being able to take care of your body, that that's that, that thing that keeps you from going off the chain sometimes and, and going there with him when he's in a fight or flight mode. Cause I'm, I'm the calm voice. I'm the voice that tells him he's safe, that helps him through, that helps him reconnect and helps him remember to use a tool. Um, and that it's been definitely a challenge for sure. Um, yeah, I am a stress eater as well. So <laughs> I get that. I'm there. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah. I can think of times where I'll be like freaking out or stressing about something and I'm just like going through every cabinet, pulling everything out. And then before I know it, I'm like, what did I just do? So there has to be some kind of switch that flips um, yeah. in order to, st- to stop yourself from doing that. And I mean, I've even instructed clients like, hey, put a note on your cabinet. Put a bright pink or bright orange note on your cabinet that just says stop or do I need this or, you know, focusing on fueling instead of feeding your body. It's it's yeah. a, it's hard. It's hard to change your mindset, um, you know, and I'm sure with you and your clients, you know, you look you work a lot on mindset. And, you know, again, I get yes. I don't know why I get like so stressed, stressed out, but like if I have to hear somebody say like mindset or self-improvement or blah 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 like I know it like I know it's this huge movement right now I just don't know why I I get so like oh those words are so overused because I just really want people to live that and experience it without just thinking they're going through some kind of motion and they're waiting you know for some aha moment like I've, I've read any everything and I've done everything yet you're not really acting on what you're reading or seeing or hearing you know I just it's talking the talk without walking the walk right I yeah and I did I like I said I'm not innocent of dropping the ball on things or you know getting overly busy so you don't get to things um you know, I'm I'm juggling a lot of different jobs right now. Like I said, wearing a lot of hats, and so you know, I've I've set stuff aside even when I haven't wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, because I have to like focus on the task that's right in front of me, and and I get really really frustrated by that. Um, but then again, that's when I stop myself and say like, okay, look, this opportunity is still here. I've got it. Unfortunately, right now, this is just where it needs to be. Let me focus and wrap up this project you know, and then I'll move forward. So I think people really need to give themselves grace. So focusing, on, focusing on gratitude, giving yourself grace. Um, I think it actually enables you to love your, yourself more when you give yourself grace, then you're not shaming yourself, beating yourself up and then following in that, those same cycles that end up damaging you. I, I definitely agree. And that's, and I think that's really connected to with having faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, faith, faith that it's all going to work out somehow, some way, you know, it's not always on our timetable. It doesn't always look the way we want to. Um, and I think that's some of the fear that comes in where we get into our out of control habits. Um, it's, you know, for me, it's definitely, it's the journey is a journey with obstacles because obstacles are what help you to grow. And I'm, I'm here to not just to help people. I mean, definitely here to help people, but it's also to grow, evolve. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm I'm never going to tell you I do it perfect. I absolutely don't. I screw it up a lot and, and I learn from it. And it's, you know, when our kids have, or even when we had growing pains, um, as kids, you know, your legs are getting ready to grow there. Sometimes you literally have sometimes just uncomfortable sometimes, but you, my son will sometimes have pain, absolute Mm -hmm. pain. And I think that really represents our life in that sometimes it does feel painful. And then you get to the other side of it. You're like, Oh, okay. And and I know people are are listening to me say that and they're like, okay, but you just talked about your son who had this event happen with PTSD. And you know what? There's, there's something in that. And no, I would not recommend having that happen to anybody's child. And I, I certainly feel for my son and everything he's been through, but I see the beauty of what's coming out of it. 
and the strength that it's giving him and the healing that it's brought to our family and the beautiful people that we have met that just by talking about it has helped us and is helping other people. Um, there, there's so much that's coming out of that. And it, that was a really, that's a tough one to, to say. And I couldn't say that a year and a half ago. I was pissed. Right. And, you know, your son may not, at the age that he is, may not be able to say that yet. But, you know, if I can uh, maybe just extend some kind of, of glimmer of hope, you know, I... We all have our stuff. You know, I have Absolutely. my oldest son tried to commit suicide two years ago. My uh, my other son, we adopted from Ethiopia when he was 11 years old. He spent seven years in an orphanage and oh. suffered some severe, severe abuse uh, before he was in the orphanage. You know, my girls, knock on wood, I mean, they have their own stuff. But um, I'm hoping the severity <laughs> of things that our family has to go through is kind of not ended, but you know what I'm saying. But, you know, on the other side of right. you know, jo- Joey's um, contemplation of an attempt of, of suicide. And, I'm, and when I say he attempted suicide, like the belt was around his neck. He was just about to drop his feet out. And oh. then wow. he's like, I heard a voice, no joke, say, Joey, this is not the plan. He's like, and it scared the crap out of me. You know, he was 19 years old and and it's just something, you know, anxiety plagues our kids. And, you know, we have great faith in our family and we've always gone to church. I mean, sometimes we miss and we probably tell way too many inappropriate jokes in our family. (laughs) We have a good time. But the fact of the matter is, is like, thankfully, he listened to that. We got help. We he, you know, he was on the wrong medication. And, and that's a, th- that's a thing. Like I said, the, these kids are so either overly medicated. They're the most yeah. highly medicated generation. And, and what are they on the right or wrong things is, is an issue. Um, so anybody listening that has kids or is struggling themselves with anxiety and depression, like go to a psychiatrist to get on meds. Don't get them from your doctor. And I share in the frustration of not mm. being able to get into the shrink's office quickly. Um, but I almost lost my child because he was on the wrong medication. You know, obviously he had his own issues, but that's really, really what it was. And it's interesting because I've been working um, really closely with um, a mother and daughter team and, and they, my friend just lost her son to suicide in September. And um, it's it's been very hard to navigate the emotion of that and to encourage and to try to still share hope in such a moment of despair. And, and weirdly, I carry this weird sense of guilt because I have a child that didn't die. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yes, how to, I don't know how to word that. Sense. I don't yes, know how to word, yes. how to word like survivor's that. Survivor's guilt almost. Survivor's yeah. guilt. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so it's just, I don't even know how I went on that tangent. Sorry, but just with the P- <laughs> with the PTSD with your son yeah. and, and what yeah. I was going to encourage you with is, you know, now that granted Joey was older when he went through that, he talks about it so much and he is um, preparing to get into med school because he wants to go into psychiatry and he wants wow. to help kids and he came on my radio show and we had another guest um, Sandra Rich, who um, runs the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and we did a show together like get these kids talking so as yeah. your son grows as he matures um, equipping him with the right tools to deal with what he went through keeping him in proper therapy and yep. I, I forget 
freaking love therapy. I don't care what anybody says. Like, <laughs> I love therapy. I think everybody should go. I probably have moments in my life where I could go every day. I could go weekly, you know, oh, whatever. Definitely. But, but that is also self-care. And I don't think people it realize. Is. I think there's such a stigma sometimes. And just mm-hmm. take care of yourself. And you know what? If something happens to you that you feel like, crap, this is really bothering me, but I should shake it off. It it doesn't matter if it's really bothering you, it's affecting you and it's going to halt you. It's going to halt you from joy to not take care of that. So I just, I want to encourage people, you know, I don't know um, about you, Marnie, and I do want to hear, I want to write down your social media handles as well. I know we follow each other on Facebook and, but I've, you know, I've got the Raising the Bar page on Facebook. I have an Instagram, a Twitter, Facebook, all that is at Amy Bredo, but I really do my best to encourage people just like you. Um, And I have found more people reaching out through Instagram, like crazy, just saying, you know, thanks for posting a picture where you're acting like a huge dork or you know like <laughs> some kind of inspirational saying because um this show that you're doing is is a really great thing and it's very in line with with how I try to live or try to encourage people so thank you for I'm glad you took the plunge and and oh, uh, jumped on board with the Voice America network has been really great but just to being transparent with people in this world will we always just have to look like we have everything together is uh it's a good it's a nice safe place so thank you for doing that oh thank you amy thank you it's you know i don't know that i could do anything else i'll i i tried i tried for over 20 years to do something else and it was never my passion and and friends always always said you know, what a great listener I am and how they loved the way I would reframe things and, and help them and how I was there for them. And as I learned energy healing, um, it was a whole new way to help people feel better in their bodies and feel better. It's not just physical body. It's your, the mental, it's the psyche, it's the emotional body as well. And, you know, we're not always taught to listen to those emotional things and that, and we shut that part of ourselves off. And that's the very thing that helps us stay in gratitude, that helps us self-care. And I love helping people do that and helping people heal their self-esteem, heal their shit, um, which is the name of the show. And self-care is such a big thing. I mean, for me, for sure, that was when I was in treatment for bulimia, that was the first thing um, that we did. We did all these different, like everything was a therapy Mm -hmm. Um, and meditation. They called it relaxation therapy. We had art therapy. We had physical therapy. We had group therapy. (laughs) Everything was a therapy. And so all, but all those things were about some form of self-care. And I'm like you, I believe in therapy for sure. And, and talking and talking about what's going on with you and having somebody objective, impartial to listen, um, whether that's a healer like me, whether that's a, a traditional therapist, a psychiatrist, whatever it is, it's all about self-care and helping yourself. But for me, just like you, I, I'm a little bit of a tough ass in that I, the clients that I take on, you know, I expect you to be committed and committed means you're gonna do the work. Does it mean you're gonna do the work perfectly? No. Does it mean you're gonna do it every day? No. Does it mean you're gonna have issues and fall off? Probably, because that's what I do. I mean, like nobody's perfect, but it means you're gonna make your best effort. 
striving to have that life that you want. And, and then you're going to be real and say, you know what, I fucked up and, uh, you know, and, and this is what's going on with me and letting somebody be there for you. I share the most vulnerable pieces of me with my clients and I'll probably share even more on the show because it helps people see, it normalizes it and helps people see, Hey, you're not alone. You are not alone. Other people feel this way. Other people have it. And I make an effort every day to do something to care for myself because I'm also a role model to my child. And when he sees me meditate, he does something for himself. He'll use a tool, he'll meditate, he'll breathe, he'll, whatever it is that he does that helps him feel better. And my clients see it and, you know, and they hire me saying, I want what you have because even when my life was absolutely shit a year ago and my son was in the hospital, there was part of me that I was still happy. It was a really uncomfortable place. I, I, it was, it sucked really bad. And, and I could say a lot worse things about where it was at that moment, but in the end, I'm still a happy person. It's a, that's a choice that I make every day. And, and I do that through caring for myself. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I know that I have wrestled with some different levels of depression over the years and it's interesting because even in the midst of that i would still say i'm a happy person and i and i think that just goes to show like how our wiring obviously is so so individual person to person because i can just think of like my lowest moments and and still I would just, okay, got to pick myself up and move forward. And I think that was really the catalyst to me really starting to take care of myself. And I, you know, it dawned on me, there's probably a lot of people listening to when they think like, okay, self-care, self-care, how many times can I hear that meditation? How do I start? And I just have to say, uh, interestingly, through this, I just did this mind and body study that, um, or mind and body program that my company offered. And I figured like, well, how can I offer or, you know, encourage my clients to do this if I haven't done it myself? It flipping turned my life upside down. Um, not my life outwardly, but in me, I realized how much crap and how many lies I still sometimes tell myself or I choose to believe from what's around me. So it was just, it's a 60 day thing. It was an amazing journey, but throughout that journey, uh, I started thinking about meditating and, you know, meditation used to like flip me out a little bit. Cause I was like, what do I think about? Like, am, am I going, I mean, for crying out loud, Jesus meditated, you know, but I was just right. like, I don't, I want to make sure I keep my head and my spirit in the right well, space. Let's talk about that. Um, when we get back from oh, commercial. Okay. I wasn't watching. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> I, all of a sudden I was like, Oh, wait a minute. We got to go to break. <laughs> so if you're listening and you want to join in on this conversation, we would love to have you join in with your questions and your comments. Call us at one 472 5791. You're listening to Heal Your Shit with Marnie and my guest, Amy Bredo. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Does your life feel stuck? Lots of self doubt, pain, little self esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. 
You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back. You're here with Marnie and my guest, Amy Bredo. We were just talking about meditation. So Amy, why don't you pick back up where we were, we were talking about meditation? Yeah, I was just saying over the break, like I was completely looking at the time on the computer and not focused. Um, I got so excited. So through this journey, um, for anybody that's joining us, I was pretty new to, to meditation. I feel like I'm still pretty new to it because um, I'm one of those people that I'll start meditating and I'll either fall asleep or then... I'm thinking about tasks. I have a really hard time, like not going ADD during meditating, but look up and I'm probably going to butcher this. Um, I love the iHeartRadio app. And if you go on there and type in um, Deepak Chopra, MD, he actually has his own station. And what I've been doing, my husband's been traveling for like the last six and a half weeks. And it's interesting because he'll come home a day or two in the middle. And then I can't play this at night while I sleep. So now I've come up with this whole little like routine on my own when I'm by myself hogging my bed with all my giant pillows. Um, (laughs) But I've been doing essential oils at night, like in a diffuser. So it like mists Mm -hmm. in the air. Oh yeah. And just something about something smelling good Mm -hmm. is really great. So I think I definitely would recommend that to people, but this, this Deepak Chopra, like his meditations are pretty short and I'm sure you're familiar, but I love it because he talks about intention and spirituality Mm -hmm. and I think spiritually he covers he's pretty all-encompassing so nothing you know pushes somebody in one direction or another and he's spiritual not religious right right and and that's I mean that's a whole other conversation because I think that (laughs) that's really what it's about but um I find that when you're when I'm listening to it, even while I'm sleeping, it's just it gets into your subconscious mind. And that is really what the whole self-care thing is about, is breaking the subconscious bullshit, because, yeah. you know, we can, um, you know, you, you hear that saying, like, if my friends said the things to me that I say to myself, I wouldn't even want to be friends with them. Right. And I'd, I'd say that with myself and with clients all the time. Right. All and the time. I'm a big advocate of like the post-it notes everywhere. My kids have been look at me like I'm a total weirdo, which I probably am. So I don't care. But I'll post things like I am great or I am mm-hmm. friendly or I am likable. I am strong. I build mm-hmm. teams. I am a leader. And 
the more affirmations that you give yourself daily, the more you will be able to start believing those. And when you say it with emotion and intention, it becomes real. And and one of the the greatest line from this study that I just did is, you know, what you focus on you find what you focus on seems real and you know there's more to that but it's it's so very true so for any of you that are listening that are on this journey you have to have your focus in the right place but you have to be saying the right things to yourself so I would encourage anybody listening like get a notebook Mm -hmm. one note one notebook for gratitudes one notebook for affirmations and I don't care if you have to write down the same freaking thing every Every single day day for 80 days in a row you know you do that it'll be true and you do that and that weight will come off and you do that and you'll be stronger and you, you do that and your vision becomes real. So it absolutely does. I know this is, that's actually a prescription homework mm-hmm. I give to many clients is those exact things, a little notebook for the, for women that can fit in your purse for guys that can fit in your pocket. There's, you know, there's those little tiny notebooks. You can pick them up at drugstore or, or Target or Walmart or something. And um, I say the exact same thing. It doesn't matter if you come up with the same thing every single day. One thing that you're grateful for. One. No, I don't agree with one. Well, some of them <laughs> struggle. Some of them kidding. struggle in the beginning with one. I you know, they struggle with one. I know, I know. But you know, the one, and then build on it. And you know, then the days you're struggling, because you will have days that you're going to struggle. Right. You go back, and I mean, I sit and I read mine, mm-hmm. and it helps me get over that hump for sure. You know, that that's oh, definitely. And this, you know, and going back to the nighttime thing, um, I don't know if you ever hear, you know, listen to, or listened to Wayne Dyer, but he had a whole thing on I am statements and saying them some I am statements before you go to bed. Because whatever you are thinking of or saying right before you go to sleep, that's what you take with you into that subconscious place. That's those intentions. Right. And so we we do that in our house. Um, In fact, even my son does that at night and he'll say, you know, I am a fast asleep sleeper. I am a person who believes in myself. I am awesome. I am special. I am, and he'll go on and on, you know, about five or six things and then goes to sleep. And that's the thing that you take inside you when you go to sleep. It's amazing to me that um, our subconscious mind is so powerful um, at just superseding everything we think about consciously. You know, I'm like, if I'm thinking about this all day long while I'm awake, then this is what I should be thinking about while I'm not awake. You know, it's, it's, um, there's so much of the brain that is interesting to me. And there's so much I want to learn. And I just keep thinking like, God, why didn't all this stuff interest me when I was a teenager or in my twenties or even in my thirties, you know? Um, but it's just, Right. That the, the importance of writing that stuff down and seeing it just yeah. over and over and over and over. Um, it, it, it is, it's life changing, you know, and it being election day today and all this crazy oh, yes. stuff, you know what, I'm going to just really put a lot of faith in the character of our country and as human beings that whatever happens today, 
we respond as humans in kindness and not yep. psychopaths. But I, I'm um, so with you. So we with live, you. we really live in the greatest place and we have so much abundance and so many opportunities afforded to us that I just, you know, it's like one of those things where you wish you could just like plop certain people in a third world country so that they would just like shut the hell up and look at everything they have to be happy for. Yes. And I don't say that from a soapbox because I've been uncomfortable in a third world country. I'm just like, we just have so much luxury and things to be grateful for here. Um, that it's it's amazing how many people suffer from anxiety and depression and despair and hopelessness. And a lot of that, in my opinion, I think is because our country has fallen away from a lot of the morals and values that it was built on. But again, not going to go into that today. Um, and I can see where that makes sense. You know, um, my, I just, my grandma used right. to say, if everybody took their problems and they threw it into a pile and you saw what everybody else had to deal with, you would really be grateful to take your right. own back. Oh, good job, Grandma. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I like that. That's a great. That's a great um, visual for for people listening. I think so. Yeah, it, you know, it's um, in in the thing with meditation that that really helps. The reason it helps, it's not because your mind becomes silent. Because I mean, because your mind's never going to be silent. You're never going right. to quite turn it off. It's about that space that you're giving yourself to give yourself peace and quiet, to give yourself a moment, to give yourself, it gives you clarity. It might lower your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. it can, I mean, it will help you sleep. It does all these different things because it does help rewire your brain. It is something that, that does help rewire your brain and science is now proving that on a daily basis. So this, this thing where, oh, you know, well, I gotta sit there and, and think of nothing, that's never gonna happen. Right. Nothing is never going to happen. Um, and it's meeting yourself where you are. And that's something that I teach when I teach meditation. I teach it to clients privately. Um, I'm actually going to be teaching it at the end of the month, a, a 101 here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it, it's something that completely changed my life. And you don't have to have visions and pictures and, and all these things that you hear about, you know, that, that somebody like me would have, you, you just get a little bit of quiet for yourself. I have clients that meditation for them is washing dishes. Nope. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Not for everybody. Not for everybody. I have another friend. He trains for marathons mm -hmm. and he memorizes a prayer for each mile he's running. Awesome. And so he does, and that's prayer meditation and that's meditation. So it's, it doesn't have to look like what people think it has to look like. You don't just sit and go, oh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. for 20, you know, for 20 minutes, an hour, all day, whatever it is. There are so many different ways and styles that you can make this your own. Even if it's just sitting on the toilet for two minutes, cause that's all you got right now. There's a way to make it work. Right. You know, it's interesting because I had, when you were just speaking about people's different ways of meditating, I thought to myself, you know what, then there, I even have a few ways. Like I like yeah. my quiet time of being still. I'm also mm -hmm. the weirdo that loves the Stairmaster. And I think a lot of that comes from, you know, training for competitions where you just mm -hmm. have to get, get that cardio in. But yeah. 
there's something about that that struggle and just pushing yourself and that sweat. And I'll listen to music and um, I've listened to podcasts a few times. I do prefer music, but sometimes, you know, I try to like kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. But just that um, that moment of effort can sometimes be so therapeutic for you. Plus yes. that like endorphin rush from the exercises exactly. is exactly. so good, you know, but I would just encourage anybody who's just starting um I would encourage them to sit still and move, you know, so I would encourage, I would encourage them to take a few moments to be still. Mm -hmm. And then I would encourage them. I mean, if you can only walk for five minutes in your day, I don't care if you, if you're stuck in an office all day, walk up and downstairs for five minutes. Mm -hmm. First of all, it'll kick your butt if you're not used to that movement Or, or even just park further away. Right. Than you usually park and right. have a longer walk to your car. Right. You know, embracing, you know, probably doesn't get super cold where you're at, but just, I mean, I'm in Chicago, so doomsday is, doomsday is oh. near. <laughs> the, the polar vortex is on its way. It's been really nice lately, but it's coming. But, you know, parking further away and just being... Uh, prepared to step out of your car and feel that cold. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, if it's 30 below, you want to park as close as you can. But (laughs) embracing the feelings, like when you're sad, feel sad. Be in touch with that. When you're happy, feel happy. Be in touch with that. Like self-analysis and just not going through the motions. I just feel like, you know, your son, you said, is eight. Mm-hmm. I'm looking yeah. at my my kids right now. I have four. My baby is 16, and I'm like, mm. what just happened? You know, where I did say it... that every day? I'm like, right. I brought you home last night. How did you right. get to be eight? Right, right. Jeez. You know, so it's just, I feel like not only am I watching my children's lives, but like, what what does my life look like? Because I'll tell you, I want to get to my deathbed empty. I want to just leave this world empty. I want to give everything I can. I want to experience everything I can. I want to love as best and as hard as I can. And I want to leave this world empty. I do not want to take a single thing that I wish that I did with me. I, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I don't have a, a, a said bucket list, but I definitely have things that I, I embrace life life is about living. It's not about waiting until my body looks perfect. It's not about waiting until I have the most money or the best this or the best that it's, I, you know, I don't get this moment. I never get back. I'm living it right now as best as I can. And if that means I'm sad, then I'm going to acknowledge that I feel sad. And if that means I'm going to act silly, then you can bet your sweet tush. I am going to act silly. I love silly. I love to mm-hmm. laugh. Uh, I you know. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was thinking of a silly thing. You know, I would encourage your listeners and even Marnie, if you're not on it, my kids set this up for me like years ago, even before it was really huge, but people should definitely be on Snapchat. Like, oh my God. We do that all the time to be silly. Oh, all the time. Man. And I feel all bad for anybody that's my friend on Snapchat because <laughs> I send the same freaking face and my, anybody who wants to follow me on Snapchat, my kids set it up. They named me Amy Linda. I do, my middle name's Lynn, but they think Amy Linda is just hilarious. Um, I would be so happy to exchange ridiculous Snapchats with you because I just, I die. 
like well, in any time you can you. laugh i love it i'm at Please giggles do. love bug and um, <laughs> that yeah. does not surprise giggles, me <laughs> giggles love bug is um what my husband calls me okay. that's um it tells you all you need to know about me giggles love bug and um that's my my handle on instagram it's my handle on twitter i think that's my handle on snapchat it might be marnie um i have to go back and look i don't even remember because my son my son set that up for me <laughs> but we do that to just be funny like we're, we're just having a need a moment and we'll sit and look at it and he and i will will just crack each other up and i know we're we're running out of time here i i Gosh, I could talk to you about this all day. Um, I just want to really thank everyone for listening, and I encourage you. I so want to hear from you. Um, we can find you can find the page at on Facebook at Heal Your Shht, SHT because Facebook won't let you say shit. Um, that's the page for Facebook, or follow me on Instagram at Giggles Lovebug or Twitter at Giggles Lovebug. Same. Um, I really, really would love to hear your thoughts, your comments. Would love to have you call in and talk to us. I want to thank you, Amy Bredo, for being my first live guest, my, oh my second gosh. guest of all. Thank you. I'm so appreciative. I'm very, very grateful. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I'm just very grateful to be part of this whole Voice America show. And again, if you're listening or who, all you who are listening, I encourage you, help yourself. Do one thing for you today. One, find something to be grateful for, even if it's just that the sun is out or that you like the color of your eyes. One thing you can be grateful for, one thing you can do for yourself today. And um, tune in next week with my guest, Nami, and he and I will be talking about healing your self-esteem and he's got a great story too. So thank you so much. Talk okay. to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Heal Your Shit with Marnie. Please join us again next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. Pacific for more Marnie motivation to shift your mind, body, and spirit on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.